Welcome back to another episode of Rambling 101. I'm your host, Steve Tranzo. On today's episode, we'll be discussing communication is key, friend or foe. In college, you will meet a lot of people, great people, and you will not be friends with everyone, but you don't have to be foes either. I have student leaders Jordan, Janet, and Kiwan joining us today to discuss their experiences with friendship and how they navigate the spaces with those who they do not consider a friend. Since you already know the three, we don't have to get into the introductions. We can just jump right into the conversation. How you all doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing pretty good. Good. I'm just tired. Understand. <laughs> I, I feel that tiredness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So um, can you all speak to the dynamics of your friendships, your friend groups? Um, I would say like for, for the most part, uh, I have like a pretty, I try to keep a pretty small friend group just because I feel like I be want to get to know my friends like thoroughly. And that'd be kind of hard if you have a lot of friends. So my friend group, probably like a group. It's like five of us. Um, but like I said, for the most part, it's pretty close-knit. Like, at least since I, you know, transferred here, we usually try to talk to each other every day, every other day. So uh, you had mentioned, like, you try to keep your friend group small. Yeah. Uh, why is that? And Like, I feel like I went through experience with, like, a big friend group, and it just was too, I guess, I don't know, I just feel like it was too many flaws within it. And I, I feel like... Since it was so many of us, I didn't really get to know them like the way that I needed to know them because it was just so many of us, and it's hard to make like intimate bonds when it's like a group of like ten or something like that. Okay, that's, that's interesting uh, that you say that uh, because I actually have a lot of friends. Really? I have a lot of friends, and I would call these people friends. Uh, like uh, I've created these intimate bonds with them. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I have three godchildren. Let me just say that I have three <laughs> godchildren. Um, Every year, my friends and I, my friend group, we go out of the country. Mm-hmm. And the interesting fact about that uh, friend group there is I mix the friend group. So I mix my undergrad friends with my grad school friends, right. and we went out of the country for my 30th birthday. Um, what was very interesting is no one knew who was going on a trip. Right. I didn't tell anyone who was invited. I just invited, I'd been, I actually invited 29 people, so it would be 30 of us. Mm-hmm. Not all 29 went, uh, it only ended up being like 13 to 15 of us. However, they met the first day on the trip, mm-hmm. and everybody vibed so well together, meeting each other for the first time. Some of them knew each other, but found out who's on the trip for the first time while we were at dinner, and that like jump started our annual international trip. So we go out of the country every year. Uh, so and we open it up for others to join as well. But I would say like just to combat off what you're saying, like. You kind of speak on like having a lot of friends from different periods in your life, though. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And like, I haven't got to those periods, so of course, like, I'm in that undergrad phase. So <laughs> maybe when I get to graduate, I might be like you add a couple on. But like, once again, I feel like you know you didn't live the look like some more you know more life than I have. But so. even in undergrad, I had a lot of friends. But what, do you still speak to all of them? Yes, all of them. You've been blessed. Yeah. Right. I, I would say you've been blessed to have a multitude of friends. I feel like, Kevon, I can't, I try every time to mix my friends and it never goes right. For some reason, I feel like it's just too many personalities that you don't get the opportunity to get to know everybody within mm. the friend group. Sure. Um, I would say like my dynamic with my friends, I have real close-knit friends. Mm. Then I have people that are like associates, I would say, that I could kick it with. Um, I feel like I try my best to communicate with my friends all the time. And I feel like that's kind of how I weed out my people. Mm -hmm. Because if I can't communicate with you or if you are more of a foe, like I just can't kick it with you. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely keep my circle tight. How about you, Jordan? Um, For me, I have... 
I have a small friend group. I ha- I consider like all my friends close friends though, because these are people that I'm hanging out with on a daily. Um, and the dynamics with those, they can be a little tough sometimes. But I mean, you just gotta either take space or communicate within that. I will agree with that. Um, now. How do I word this? Like friendships are like siblings. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna have disagreements, but however, you must also communicate and develop a solution. How you all are gonna move forward. So, which leads me to my next question: Is how do you all approach difficult conversations with your friends? Um, I'm very straight to the point. Um, I do feel like everybody has a different background, so I do extend grace when I speak to someone. So I don't think I attack people you know if I enter the conversation I enter it with facts I enter it with I try not to use too much emotions with females because we are emotional beings so you're just gonna end up clashing because you might say the wrong thing like you might not say the wrong thing but say a certain type of way that they feel away so I think I just present the situation like okay like I understand I see the body language has changed we don't talk as much why is that you know what I'm saying but I think it catches people off guard a lot of times because they're not used to that confrontation of like oh there's no there's no static between us I just have to be real and just answer the question and I feel like that's that's how I handle it I would say like for me as you know you get to know your friends you realize that you have to like approach them very much so differently Sometimes, you know, I can come to, you know, one of my friends and kind of just be straight to the point. And sometimes, you know, I might need to, you know, sit down with one of my other friends over like lunch or something like that just to get them out of that element so we can, you know, really have like one of those one-on-one conversations. But like for the most part, I say like one more time you see like how to, you know, approach, you know, your friends because you can't approach them all the same. Exactly. Um, And as college students, everyone is developing, uh, learning who they are in a new space. Um, so sometimes it can be challenging. So can you all or any one of you, can can you share a personal experience where lack of communication led to a breakdown in a friendship? Um, okay, I feel like I have a lot of this. I'm currently going through this with one of my friends. Um, <laughs> okay, I would say me and Jordan, me and her have been friends for about five, six years now. And it's like a sibling type of relationship, but at times it's kind of like, why are you acting the way that you're acting? Like, we know each other to a point where we shouldn't be arguing nor, like, feeling the type of way towards each other or know how to come to each other. But, like, to this day, like, I feel like she's still learning herself. Um, I think when I do present, like, oh, what's wrong? Try to get her to communicate with me. She does kind of... Like, she don't like to communicate, you know, and I feel like she's learning that with me, but it has broken down a lot for us to, like, not talk for some time because she chooses not to communicate, you know what I'm saying? Well, would you say she's choosing not to communicate or she's just, she needs this space to figure out how to effectively communicate her feelings to you? No, she definitely talks to other people about the situation, you know, which is cool sometimes, you know, you might want, go ahead and speak, but she might do it because she wants other people's perception about it, but my thing is always come back to me and say what the issue is, but I don't think she, so. I feel like for me, I need space. I need space, and once I figure out what I want to say and when I'm ready, I'll come to you about it, and we can go from there. But, I don't know, like, I feel like I can't really approach everybody 
the same. Like with me and Janet, I need time and I'm trying to think. Like there's friends that I have that I can, if you do something one day, I can come to you the next day and like talk to you about it. But I can't, I don't feel comfortable doing that with everybody yet. I would agree with you. Sometimes I be needing time too. Cause like I could be real impulsive with the things that I say or the way that mm -hmm. I react. And sometimes like I kind of be in that state where I might say something that I really don't be wanting to say or like, no, like, you know, once I calm down, it wasn't the right choice of words. So right. like, yeah. at least like I do that a lot with like my siblings more so. And I mean, once again, like kind of how like y'all relationship that front, those friends that become siblings is just because like y'all spend so much time together. Y'all know how to like really push each other buttons mm -hmm. for real. And I'd be like, I know that one thing to say that's going to get that man riled up. But like, <laughs> it's like, you know, sometimes you should. I, I think like everybody should take that time, whether it's five minutes or on your hand maybe five days you know just a to week. get your mm -hmm. week thing I, call, I I don't <laughs> think that's to me I feel like I end up cutting people off that do that like I respect your time and mm -hmm. your space but I feel like at the same time you need to be considerate of somebody else you know what I'm saying if you're my friend cause I consider my friend as my sibling mm -hmm. and also like I think of you like if I'm dating you too you know if I'm gonna put in energy for somebody I'm dating I'm gonna put in the same energy for my friendship okay. I'm not gonna go a whole week without talking to my man about something that he did to me that's right. only building it up um, he's probably gonna do it again or that's making me retreat back into like okay like I see we're not even that close that you respect me enough to come speak to me, so. I would just say it's two sides to that coin, yeah. though, you know? Because, yeah. like, maybe, I would say, like, I think you're thinking of it more so from your perspective right. and how you react to the situation. But at the same time, you might be a lot more, more emotionally mature than that person that you might be dating, and it might take them a little bit more time. But I would say, like, in those moments that you might feel that way, that you might feel like that person don't care, I would say just think of the end goal of when y'all, you know, come back together and y'all both can really sit down and hash it out. Because, yeah, he might come to you after, you know, that next day or whatever, but it still might be festering inside of him. So, like, what result would you get from sitting down and talking to him if y'all gonna argue again because he's not completely, you know, there to emotionally speak with you, you know? I feel like in that, y'all just go through a series of arguments rather than y'all give each other space to come back and have a mature conversation where y'all can actually make the progress, if that makes sense. But and when does it turn into foe, though? Well, it depends on um, if it's an actual situation that you all can come back from. Mm -hmm. uh, because every relationship, no matter what it is, you have a breakdown in communication at some point. For sure. Um, everyone is constantly learning each other themselves every day. You're constantly changing. And like he went from it, he uh, did that from a perspective of a relationship with a partner. Mm -hmm. But like even with your friends, um, you all have known each other for five plus years. Like, so you know each other. So sometimes. You just have to take a break and step away. Mm -hmm. Like even with my friends, I don't argue with my friends at all. Yeah. Now I will. Now I will mm -hmm. say that I may have said something that pissed somebody off, and because I'm a very blunt person, I do understand that everyone does not accept that or like that I'm a blunt person, but they respect it. So I have pissed some of my friends off, and they would not be talking to me for a couple of days. That's all right. I'll call you the next day. Right. We, you answer at some point. And I will give you your space. If I call the next day and you don't answer, I will give you your space and then you will call me because at the point now you got to call me back. I thought I right. reached out. I already reached out to you. But, um, so, since we're on there, what are some effective strategies to rebuild trust and repair relationships after they have had a time lapse in communication? That was my next question. Mm -hmm. I feel like a sit down, like a genuine sit down and let's like, let's talk about it. Let's get to the nitty gritty, the bottom, where the root of the problem is and figure out how we can move on from that. 
I agree. I would say like also when reasserting you know yourself into a situation, I think a lot of people realize need to realize that like it takes trust to make trust. Meaning like you have to give that person something to work with. You know if you're just like a relationship, as you know Janet said, like it's also an investment, and you know you have to invest something into it to watch it rebuild. And it might not have to be like the same amount that y'all used to have, but it still has to be something there. So I would say when rebuilding, if that's something that you know that you want. Um, you also have to have the vulnerability to insert, you know, some trust into it. Yeah. yeah. And in order to be vulnerable, their trust must be the foundation. Mm-hmm. I have one more thing. Um, and also, I feel like in friendships, I feel like people feel like there needs to be competition. And, no, not And I just feel like if you have that going on, how can you trust somebody? So when you say competition, could you give me more into it? Like, like just always trying to be like, hmm, how can I say this? Like there's, okay, for me, I'm trying to see who I can use as an example. Like when people think that they're better than somebody or they want to do, like they just want to be seen in a way, like, I don't know how to... So, um, I don't know how to respond to that at the moment. (laughs) However, I'm going to say this, because it can be subjective. Mm -hmm. Um, So, now you have your feelings and this other person's feelings. Mm -hmm. Like, on this side, someone is feeling that they're building to someone. And this side, this person's... You, uh, it seems that they are looking for the attention. However, mm-hmm. they can be confident in the things that they do mm-hmm. and the things they want and who they are, but the insecurities of this person is projecting on this right. person. So it can be two sides of that coin as that coin as well. So, anyone else have anything else to say about that? Um, reuniting with friends. I am a, as much as I like, do kind of leave people where they're at sometimes I am big on like repairing friendships if it was genuine um like I said people all grew up like in different backgrounds so you just don't know how people approach certain stuff so I'm always willing to like listen to the opposite like I'm always willing to listen to the person and understand like why they did what they did and if we do plan on being friends again we need to discuss like that was obviously one of my non-negotiables. So moving forward, that can't happen again. And you need to also share your non-negotiables. And it comes to a point of respect. If I respect you enough, if what you told me, I'ma not do it, you know, and vice versa. So if y'all gonna repair that friendship, y'all must respect each other. Yes, uh, and it's okay to set healthy boundaries in relationships because um, you're getting to know someone, you're learning someone. So in order to, to for that relationship to continue to grow, you have to set those healthy boundaries. And like you said, that people were raised differently. So we come from different backgrounds, different environments. You have the cultural differences uh, that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have experienced certain things. So we're reacting to certain situations based on experiences that we have had in our life. So it's it's always good to communicate that up front and just set healthy boundaries in the relationship so everyone will be safe in that environment. So um, how do you all typically handle conflict with friends or people that you aren't cool with anymore? I can still speak to you. I mean, I'm a I'm pretty confident behind like whatever I say to somebody. I speak to people how I would want them to speak to me. So 
if someone I just had somebody like kind of respond to me in like a really negative way like curse me out you know just say like or use curse words and I just let them know like I set those healthy boundaries you know if we're gonna have this conversation you can't if we're gonna have this conversation then you can't be disrespecting me because I'm coming to you respectfully so I ask that you come to me respectfully so um I would say, like, for the most part, I don't believe, like, just because, you know, me and you might not, you know, feel the need to be in each other's lives, you know, when that time comes for us to have to speak or have to sit down in the same place, it doesn't have to be awkward, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, We, if we came to that both, you know, we both came to that mutual agreement to leave one another alone, I feel like, you know, it should come with a level of respect after that to where we could still be cordial and still respect one another in the spaces that we have to, you know, sit and hold together. Definitely. I feel like for me, um, I'm still working on trying to just be cordial with people like that I no longer speak to um, because I like to hold grudges sometimes. So that's something that I'm really trying to like work on because holding a grudge is not always good because it's like like you said earlier, Janet, like you you're building up more emotion and conflict or whatever the case may be. If you, you know you're not speaking to the person. So. So do you believe active listening is important? Listening and comprehending. Yeah, Yeah, you could tell somebody something all day long, but if you're not understanding where I'm coming from, then the conversation is kind of pointless. Yeah. I would say, like, <clears throat> you know that, that saying where it'd be like, are you listening to respond or, you know, listening, you know, to, to take in, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm really saying? I would say, like, um, that takes uh, a big part in the results that you get. Um, from the relationships or, you know, confrontations that you come with in. Okay. So, based off the conversations that we had today, um, we can all agree that communicating um, is important. For sure. Yes. So, how do you ensure that you effectively communicate your needs and boundaries in your friendships? Mm-hmm. Talking. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always going to have that sit-down conversation with all my homegirls. And if something happens, we're going to talk about it. And I'm going to always tell you where I stand on it and, like, how I feel moving forward, how I feel like we should move. And I'm always going to open that door that you share how you want us to move, like I said, so we can respect each other and move accordingly. After that's broken, then we know we don't respect each other and we can move accordingly and separate. So when you say uh, we're going to sit down and talk it out and you're going to open that door for you to share for them to share how they actually feel is that door truly open are you going to be receptive to what they're saying always always because i want somebody to sit down and listen to me and i know i'm not always right but it's i think i'm always right in a sense when i say that that i'm not always right i say that as other people but in my way like my feelings are always valid and your feelings are always valid at the end of the day like i can't take away from how you feel about anything so I would say for myself, like, I try to address problems, like, head on, like, if that makes sense. I always believe in, like, any in the relationship or friendship that I encounter, you know, it's it's efficient when you set these boundaries or, you know, address these problems earlier. Um, I feel like, you know, when you do that, it gives, like, a, a even playing field for both people because, you know, they can't say, you know, oh, I've been doing this or you can't say, oh, this been bothering me, you know, when y'all both, you know, uh, once again, you know, address things as adults and, you know, if this offended me, hey, bro, let's sit down and let's talk about this. Or if she offended me, hey, baby, let's sit down and talk about this. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I feel like if you address it early, um, it avoid it, may, it helps you avoid a lot of those later conflicts that are hard to talk about. Can I also add, I feel like as the friend, though, you should always want to, like, say how you feel 
because there's only so much I could do after I ask, like, is there an issue between us? You know what I'm saying? Or like, would you like to have a conversation? Is there something that steered you the wrong way? And if you continuously say it's no issue, but then there's an issue, you know, there's only so much that I could do for our friendship. For sure. You know? For sure. Jordan? <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to end the show a little different today. So could each of you um, give a takeaway that you learned from today's conversation? I would say a takeaway that I learned from, um, you know, Jenna and Jordan speaking is that you have to pay attention to the way that, you know, your friends take, you know, um, take like the time away from the situation, how they react to that. Um, sometimes I guess you only think about in my mind, I want this time. But sometimes I guess considering that other people don't react that same type of way to time apart, you know, getting to know your friend and see if that's something that they're okay with. Really. Um, for me, I feel like addressing the situation head on, which is what you said earlier. Mm -hmm. So that's something I should like try to work on instead of taking space. But I still feel like people should respect people's time For sure. or, yeah, because not everybody's there yet. For sure. So, um, a takeaway I would say is I feel like I kind of already knew all this information about friendships, but still just to work on what you guys were saying about giving my friends that space. Mm -hmm. There's only so much space I'll give you, though. Like, I'm not waiting like a whole week to speak to you, you know, mm -hmm. but. I do respect, I need to keep working on giving people time to have that conversation, that uncomfortable conversation. For sure. It's I enjoy the uncomfortable conversation. That's the max. <laughs> As you all can hear that this is some personal things going on. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and I did not plan this. It just fell the cards were dealt like this. Yes. Right. But as we wrap up the show, in two seconds, give a first year student the best advice you can give on friendship, since you all have been on the podcast before and given advice. The best advice you can give on friendships coming into college? Um, have that. Have those uncomfortable conversations. Tell people how you feel and don't be afraid to. Take in what other people are saying to you and don't come at it so subjectively all the time. You got to be able to look at stuff objectively and, and I feel like you would go far with your friendships. I would say be okay with that friend changing. You know, that friend is not going to be the same person you met from day one to when y'all graduate. Be open and receptive of the changes and, you know, learn to, to talk about the things that you are uncomfortable with. I mean, that you are uncomfortable with as y'all change. Yeah. Um, the advice that I would give is um, communicate and allow people space if you can. Perfect. Thank you for joining this episode of Communication is Key, Friend or Foe. I appreciate you all for joining and sharing your personal experiences with our uh, Rams. <laughs> Remember, college is all about gaining new experiences. You will meet so many great people. However, that does not mean you have to be friends with everyone. But you do not have to be enemies either. While on campus, build a network of people that you can call on when it's time to change the world. That's a wrap. Until next time, over and out. Peace out, Ramblin. Peace out. Peace out, y'all. Peace.
Looking to start a podcast? Anchor is a free app that helps users create, edit, and publish their podcast free of charge. Yes, it's free. You can also make money with Anchor by collecting listener contributions or adding advertisements into your episodes. So head over and download the Anchor app so that you can start creating content for your people to view.